Those of you listening to us on the internet and the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This coming Wednesday, we... Uh, celebrate the 242nd anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, July 4th, 1776. A lot of people forget that uh, that was a statement of independence. We truly did not become truly independent until after the War of 1812, when the British made one last attempt to take over the colonies and uh, they were defeated virtually at the doorstep of the White House 36 years later. July 4th every year is a time to thank God for our good and our rich nation, a nation which was founded on Judeo-Christian values of equality, justice, truth, and law. A nation which still today we celebrate freedoms, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of the press, and yes, the freedom to assemble peaceably. July 4th is also a time to repent. Repent for our apathy, for our lack of involvement in the matters of state, for our taking our natural resources for granted, our government for granted, for our national sins, past and present, previously the limitation of civil rights for our fellow countrymen, a civil war which we pray will never repeat itself, countrymen fighting against countrymen. And of course, today, the polarization and the hatred of political opponents. The words before us are the gospel for today. You heard it read from Mark chapter 12. Recall just these words. Jesus says, well, then give the emperor what belongs to the emperor and give to God what belongs to God. This was Jesus' answer to the hypocrisy and the trickery of the religious leaders of the day who came before Jesus wanting to trick him. And so they ask, uh, is it right to pay uh, your taxes to Caesar, to the emperor or not? Recognizing that if Jesus said no, then they could accuse him of treason. If he said yes, then they would uh, accuse him of being a traitor to the church. And of course, Jesus' answer was uh, neither one. Uh, it's not a, 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 a either or. It's a both. And so as Christians, we live in two kingdoms. One is physical and visible, 
The other one is spiritual and invisible. Two kingdoms, two flags that represent two kingdoms. The red, white, and blue, you see them there. See them up front. We thank Gail for placing these nice flags. The red, white, and blue, doing a little study. We don't know why they uh, chose red, white, and blue for the original flag, although it was the colors of the British flag, still is today, so maybe they used uh, many uh, British uh, colonists being... uh, from England, Uh, 50 stars for the 50 states, 13 stripes, everybody for history, remember why there are 13 stripes on here? Seven red, you know, begins with red, ends with red, seven red, six white, the 13 original colonies. The Christian flag, also, interestingly, red, white, and blue, red cross, Jesus red blood, it's the place where he died for us. On a blue uh, background, perhaps for baptism or for our guarantee of eternal life in heaven, on a big white field representing the righteousness of Jesus Christ that he gave to us through his suffering, death, and resurrection. Two kingdoms, two flags. The emperor and God. The emperor, government, and the kingdom of God. Two kingdoms, both agents of peace. And so this morning we want to take a look at what the government gives us and what we owe to our government, what God gives us in his kingdom, but what we owe to God. And we'll find out that earthly government gives us temporary peace. Well, the kingdom of God, we have everlasting peace. So let's talk about earthly government first. Down the block from us, every so often, the, uh, one of our neighbors puts out some flags on the lawn. War, uh, peace, not war. War is not the answer. And the idea is everybody could just get along with one another. Why, we could have peace, not only here in the United States, but everywhere in the world. We need earthly governments to keep the peace because human beings do not do it automatically. We are born dead in trespasses and sins. By nature, we are sinful under God's anger. By nature, people fight with one another. And it's original sin. You've heard me say it before. All you got to do to find original sin is take two two-year-old two kids, put them on the floor, and put one toy in between. So God gives us earthly governments to keep the peace. What is earthly government? St. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 13, every person should obey the government in power. No government would exist if it hadn't been established by God. The governments which exist have been put in place by God. Therefore, whoever resists the government opposes what God has established. Those who resist will bring punishment on themselves. The government is God's servant working for your good. Government is God's established agent. Governments are where they are because that's where God wants them at this particular time. For his purpose, Jesus says, By me, kings reign and princes rule. 
Now, sometimes we don't always know exactly what purpose God has for a particular government. I mean, why would Rome uh, be the the, uh, power of the the Western world for a thousand years? But I'll tell you, you know what Rome did? was the first country that ever established safe travel, safe roads, where you could actually uh, figure out that you were going to get from one place to another without being attacked because they were good roads and they were protected and it allowed the gospel to spread. And then there was the power of the Greeks. Why did they rule? Well, one thing, they established sort of a world language, Greek. In fact, most of the, half of the Bible is written in Greek. It was sort of like the English back then and the gospel could travel quickly. Or why would God allow Egypt to keep God's people in slavery for 430 years? They started out only as 70 people, but God used that government to keep them safe until they grew into the nation that he wanted them to be. Or how about Babylon? Hauling all the captives away there, but they kept them safe and they kept that remnant safe to bring them back to the Holy Land So for the birth of Jesus. All governments are established by God. They all differ. They differ in type, they differ in morality, they differ in size, and they differ in their services. Governments differ in in, in types. There are democracies, there are monarchies, there are oligarchies, there are dictatorships, there are parliamentary republics, and there are socialist republics. And God never ordained and said, oh, this one is better than the other. I mean, if you really think about it, when King David and Solomon ruled, that was a monarchy. Worked out well for a time. And then there's the morality. There are some good governments and there are some bad governments. We don't know always why God put bad governments in place. Proverbs 29 says this, When righteous people increase, the people of God rejoice. But when a wicked person rules, everybody groans. Proverbs 28. Like a roaring lion and charging bear, so a wicked ruler is a threat to poor people. A leader without understanding taxes his people heavily. But those who hate unjust gain will live longer. Governments also... Uh, differ in size. Believe it or not, you have government in your own household. It's mom or dad sometimes who breaks up fights between the kids. And then there are neighborhoods, there are towns, there are cities, there are countries, there are states, there are nations. There are block watch captains, there are aldermen, there are mayors. There's governors, there's president. Governments also uh, differ in their services that they offer. Senators, congressmen, a court system, armed forces, the police department, the fire department, the National Guard, the Department of Public Works. I mean, did you ever think about it? If we had no armed forces, you would have aggressors breaking the peace. If we had no police department, you would have aggressors breaking the peace. Just imagine if we had no government. You'd uh, live on a block and you say, well, now let's see, who's responsible for the street repairs this year? Or 
uh, you live on a block and no government, you say, well, now who's responsible for getting all the garbage to the dump this month? Government, different forms, different types, different sizes to keep the peace because we don't do it automatically. Well, what do we owe the government? God's ordained agent. We owe the government our prayers. St. Paul says in 1 Timothy, First of all, I encourage you to make petitions, prayers, intercessions, and prayers of thanks for all people, for rulers, and for everyone who has authority over us. Pray for these people so that we can have a quiet, peaceable life, always lived in a godly and reverent way. We owe to the government our taxes, paid with a smile on our face. We owe to our government obedience, and that means to policemen too. We owe to our government involvement. That means knowing what the affairs are going on so that we can vote correctly. And we want to infect our government because we are the salt of the earth. Righteousness lifts up a nation, but sin is a disgrace in any society. You are salt. Infect the government. Sometimes we actually have to owe the government disobedience. Even the disciples said when they were uh, told you can't preach the gospel, they said, well, we're going to have to obey God rather than men. But then they were also willing to suffer consequences, persecution, torture, prison. Even Jesus predicted, you'll be handed over to the authorities and you will stand in front of kings to testify to them because of me and the day could be coming. God gives us earthly governments to keep the peace. But it's only temporary peace because the writer to the Hebrews tells us these words, we don't have a permanent city here on earth, but we are looking for the city that, we'll that we will have in the future. This world is not our permanent home. And so we turn our attention now to the other kingdom, the kingdom of God. You enter that kingdom when you start believing in the red, white, and blue. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. You have a guarantee of eternal life in heaven, also through the waters of baptism. And the pure righteousness of Jesus Christ is yours. Oh, the kingdom of, of God is really invisible right now because we really don't know where it all is. I mean, you can't see faith in my heart and I can't see it. So we don't know where all the Christians are in the whole world. It's invisible that way. The, the forgiveness of sins is invisible. Right now, heaven is invisible to us. Jesus is invisible to us. One day we'll see those things. We know that because in the kingdom of God, we have the bringer of peace. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men, the message of Jesus by the angels. Peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Peace between God and men between the, because the barrier of sin has been removed and we don't have any more fear. And now I'm not talking a moment for the sacrifices in Holy Scripture that God ordained. I'm talking about the fact that many pagan religions throughout history have offered sacrifices and it was always an attempt to appease God. He might be angry, he might be angry, so we'll offer sacrifices, sometimes even human ones. 
But there is only one sacrifice in the whole world that will ever appease God's anger and bring lasting peace, and that's the sacrifice of Jesus our Savior on the cross once and for all. Well, what do we owe God? Basically just one thing, to love him back for loving us first. And we can do it in two ways, by thanking and praising him with our words and with our life, returning to him every day just a portion of what already belongs to him, and telling others about the red, white, and blue Two kingdoms of the world. The kingdom of the world, the kingdom of God. Governments of the world put here by God himself to keep the temporary peace among people who don't naturally want to do it. Thank God. So give to the emperor what belongs to the emperor. And then there's God's spiritual kingdom. Thank him for the eternal peace that he gives to you by the one and only peace bringer and peace giver, Jesus Christ. And so may the true red, white, and blue remind us of permanent forgiveness and our permanent home in heaven one day, safe, with all the believers in Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, thank God for the government for keeping temporary peace. But most of all, thank Jesus Christ, the bringer of eternal peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. (coughs) No end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. 
Amen. We take this time together our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. 